Welcome to Small Business Big Network, the podcast for small business owners who want big results from their networking. I'm Liz Drury, a freelance voiceover artist who knows that if you're not working, then networking could help. Tony Redondo is the founder of Cosmos Currency Exchange, which he started during the pandemic in 2020. Tony has been able to make great use of online networking all over the world, which has really benefited his business. Thank you very much for being my podcast guest today, Tony. Thank you very much for having me on. Now, Tony, you're the founder of Cosmos Currency Exchange. Have you always worked in the finance sector? What's your background? I have. Um, I started in the City of London uh, way back in 1985 and uh, started in general banking, uh, went into merchant banking, uh, spent 17 years in the City of London, specialised in property finance and kind of fell into foreign exchange because as my property development clients got uh, wealthier uh, through their property deals, They started buying properties abroad as holiday homes and what have you. Started asking me questions. I'm Portuguese by birth, so I'm bilingual. Portugal is very popular. And so they started asking me questions about currency exchange rates and what have you, uh, which is something I knew sort of technically from my uh, banking studies. Um, But I fell into foreign exchange trading, mainly on the back of helping my property development clients all those years ago. Right. Now, if you started back in 1985, you must have seen some massive changes in the banking industry over that time. Oh, completely. I mean, 1985, um, not only was it pre-internet and pre-computers, it was pre-credit scoring. So um, it's got a real resonance with how Cosmos uh, operates now, because in those days, it was all about relationship business models you know you knew the, the the bank that's the days you know we go back to the days when bank managers were bank managers mm-hmm. and knew their clients and everything was done on a handshake and uh, and uh, old school if you like yeah um and certainly in the 36 years that i've been involved in financial services the whole industry certainly foreign exchange has gone from relationship-based business models to transaction-based business models. Now it's all about the technology. It's all about numbers. It's all about the algorithm. It's all about the iBot, press one for this, press two for that, completely unpersonal. Yeah. Do you, um, do you think that banking has lost something due to that? Completely. Absolutely completely. Um, from all sides, uh, the, uh, mainly from the client's point of view. Mm because it's like all these things, however clever the technology is, and a lot of today's technology is amazingly clever, but things do go wrong. The problem with a technology-only business model, of course, is if it goes right, fantastic. But if it goes wrong, you know, if you try and get hold of one of these online apps, (laughs) for example, good luck trying to get hold of a human being to uh, help you out with something or other. Yeah. Because there isn't one, you know. I I actually had this (laughs) only yesterday. Um... I was having a problem, um, I won't name the company, but with my online um, system that I use for creating invoices and so on for my business. And I was having okay. a problem with it. And to try and get hold of a real person, there's no phone number, there's no email address. <laughs> no. All you can do is go through the the, you know, the chat bot. And I, I did yes. eventually get to chat to a human. Um but they were clearly following a script and they weren't able to solve yeah. my problem. And the problem is still unresolved and I'm not quite sure what I'm going to do about it. So, um, yeah, exactly. I think I, I kind of miss yeah. the days that you're talking about where you did deal with real people. 
Absolutely. And certainly in my industry, that's endemic because the problem is even when you deal with the uh, with the brokerages uh, that do still employ it like a hybrid system of technology, mm. but with human beings, again, the whole business is based on, has gone very salesy. So what you tend to do is get sales people, sales brokers following a script yeah. rather than somebody who's been brought up in the markets and actually understands the economics of it and the impact a political announcement or an economic decision has on an exchange rate. Yeah. Uh, so again, one of the issues that clients often come to me on is the fact that whether they deal with the banks or whether they deal with an online app, it's um, it's a non, it's a reactive business model. Basically, the client contacts the provider, they get a quote, they take it or they leave it. That's it. Mm -hmm. That's as far as it goes. Whereas where the background I come from is you do a discovery session with a client, you find out what they're looking at doing, the time frame they're looking at doing it in, and then you provide uh, added value by monitoring the markets so you can alert them to opportunities when they arise in the market, which is a much more proactive business model. Mm -hmm. But um, for whatever reason, it's gone completely out of fashion. But uh, as my as my wife and daughter will tell you, I wasn't fashionable 30 years ago, so <laughs> I'm not worried about not being fashionable now. <laughs> so what was it that made you set up your own business in the first place? Um, the frustration of going years and years of working for you know, a lot of different banks, different brokerages, uh, both in London, in Cornwall, where I am now, and abroad, and always finding that never really having issues with clients, never having issues with client care, getting repeat business, getting, you know, good reviews, doing the business. The issues I always had were internal with management mm -hmm. uh, because they didn't want you to spend the time with a the client. They wanted you to move on to the next one yeah. and the next one and the next one and to maximize margin. It's all about margin. It's all yeah. about a headline rate. Um, and, you know, when you, you've got bills to pay and a family to bring up, you do... You do what you need to do to yeah. uh, bring the income in. But it has always been on the back of my mind to set up on my own. We've been in Cornwall for 16 years and we love living in Cornwall. But uh, funnily enough, pre-COVID, really Cornwall wasn't a great place to start a business in because it's just so remote. Yeah. You know, and the days... Uh, of face-to-face -face networking, you know, in non-holiday traffic, it takes me an hour, an hour and a quarter just to get to Exeter in the bottom of the M5. Yeah, yeah. You know, whereas, you know, certainly to my mind, the best thing that's happened in the last two years is online and, yes. and Zoom and, and related technologies, which means now it doesn't matter where you are, nationally or internationally, yeah. you can have as many meetings as you want without any travel time or travel costs. Yeah. So in, in a nutshell, then, can you describe what it is that Cosmos Currency Exchange does? Um, well, very simply, we are currency brokers. And our mission is to help clients save time and money on their bank account to bank account currency exchange rates. The difference, the USPs uh, of Cosmos, are that we have a proactive business model rather than the reactive business model. So it's not just a question of waiting for, you know, Liz to call in to buy her euros. We would have done a discovery session with Liz, find out what the requirements are, the time frame of those requirements, 
and then when there is a positive rate movement within the client's chosen time frame to alert the client to that. So it's a much more proactive, much more personalized service. Mm. Because of my banking background, one of the other things I've learned over the years is that the banking of a foreign exchange transaction is is mostly set up for the benefit of the provider rather than the client. Yeah. So for an example, when we set up in 2020, um, had a few corporate clients who um, exported to the United States. Now, the US banking system is not as up-to-date as the British banking system. No, it's not. <laughs> and you know, trying to be as polite as possible about it. <laughs> um, and, uh, and therefore, the issue is uh, that people, the, the provider, would be given, uh, sorry, our client would, would issue uh, an invoice with a US dollar collection bank account in London. And online banking, if it's available in the United States, is generally only available within the United States borders domestically, yeah. not internationally. So the client would have to go off down to the bank, fill out a swift transfer form, pay $50 for the privilege, and then the transfer of funds would be in. Well, of course, 2020 was lockdown after lockdown after lockdown. And uh, so... I suddenly started getting a lot of feedback from client, exporting clients who said, I don't know what to do. You know, we've known this client for years. They're really good people, dealt with them for years, but they simply can't pay me. Yeah. And you think, what are you talking about? What, what do you mean they can't pay you? In the, in the 21st century, what do you mean they can't pay you? And uh, the issue is, well, they can't do an online banking transfer. Our bank won't accept credit cards. And they can't normally will go. They will normally go down to the bank to fill out a swift transfer form, but the bank is shut because yeah. of COVID. <laughs> now what do we do? So I spoke with our partners, and uh, what we've set up at Cosmos is a system of opening up local bank accounts. So at the moment uh, we are free. We have a US dollar collection account in New York, so that that same client now can jump online and move their dollars to the collection account in New York and we will ship the monies back to London and convert it for our client back to whatever currency they want to get converted to. And we have also got a euro account in Amsterdam, because again, post-Brexit, getting euros into a euro account in London from France or Spain and other countries is not as the easiest thing in the world. Mm -hmm. It wasn't pre-Brexit. It's certainly not been made easier by Brexit. Whereas, of course, you know, Holland and Spain and France and Germany and Italy are all part of the Eurozone banking system. Yeah. Um, and uh, we've then recently opened up a Canadian account in Calgary for Canadian clients. And we hope to roll out more and more uh, of these local bank accounts, you know, uh, as time progresses. Yeah, that sounds brilliant. I mean, I, I come across these problems all the time because, you know, I work internationally. I can work for anybody anywhere in the world. And I've lived in the States, so I know how antiquated their banking system is. And, you know, I come up against problems all the time with clients who just can't find a way to pay me. And you think, for goodness yeah. sake, it shouldn't be this hard. So I, I love what you're doing. Um, who, who are your customers? What, what kind of people do, do you help? It's really much more wide ranging than people would suppose. Um, most of the time when I speak to somebody for the first time, 
it's like, oh, I don't know anybody who needs foreign exchange. And five minutes later, you give them half a dozen examples and, you know, all kinds of ideas are sparking off in their head um, because it is very wide ranging. So we deal with everybody from corporate clients who import export, but also we've seen the biggest increase in our corporate client base is with uh, businesses with offices abroad. Mm-hmm. Uh, or businesses who employ overseas remote working staff and then have to do the salary runs. Oh, yeah. And then using the banks, again, not the greatest idea in the world from a cost point of view and a practicality point of view. Um, So, for example, um, two recent businesses we've onboarded were a UK company whose IT department is based in Poland. So every month they're doing salary run and to cover the office overheads of that department in Poland. Um, and a, we're also now dealing with a, an American marketing firm based in Florida who have offices in Germany and Canada. Mm. So again, every month they were doing transfers between the three countries in three different currencies using either a, a, an American online app uh, or the bank, both of which are super expensive because... For the simple economic reason, Liz, that there's a lot more competition in the uh, in the UK. The UK has the most competitive foreign exchange market in the world. Mm. Um, you know, the, when I started in 1985, the banks were responsible for 99.9% of foreign exchange transactions. Yeah. That's now well below 50%. Wow. Whereas countries like the US and Canada and Australia, the local markets are still dominated by the big banks. Yeah. Yeah. To to the penalty of the of the client. Yes. Yeah. So what what dif- um, what what difference does using Cosmos make to people? Um, it, it's a it, it's that you're treated as an individual. Mm-hmm. So whether you're a corporate client or whether you're a private client, and even with private clients, whether it's a big ticket item like buying or selling international property, or just sending. You know, a few hundred dollars down to a niece or a nephew or a cousin in or a grandchild in Australia for Christmas or on their graduation. Um, whether it's paying study fees, whether it's to settle medical bills, whether it's because, you know, you, you, you're into American Harley Davidson motorbikes and <laughs> want to import one. Or, uh, you know, for example, you know, September. Uh, is a busy month for us for helping people buy boats of all things. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it, it works really well because, again, we don't have um, a marketing budget as such at Cosmos because we don't market, we don't advertise. All our business comes in from referrals. Mm. So clearly and you're making uh, a lot of use of, of, of networking as, um, as, as part of your, your marketing system. Very much so. Very, very much so, especially in the last two years with the advent of the technologies. Yeah. That means face-to-face is no longer a necessity. Yeah. Well, was networking something you did before you had your own business? Did you do it when you worked for an employer? Um, very sporadically because I tended to work for um, sort of high-level brokerages who had their own marketing and business development mm. departments, and I was always on the trading side. So... I, my marketing was limited to following up referrals from my existing clients. Yeah, yeah. So it was a bit more sporadic. Um, and then when I started Cosmos, obviously I, I concentrated on clients I already had and getting referrals. Um, and then it, it was pretty obvious um, to to go down the networking route. 
um, and as difficult a start as Cosmos had because I was uh, intelligent enough to start launch Cosmos in uh, 2020, <laughs> <laughs> which, with the benefit of hindsight, <laughs> uh, was an interesting timing, shall we say. Yeah, um, how did you find that? One... Because obviously there weren't any face-to-face networking events going on at that, at, at that time. <laughs> No, no, there wasn't. But that was great because that really, all of a sudden, the fact that I was in remote Cornwall for yeah. the first time ever didn't matter didn't anymore. Matter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that, that was the by far the best thing that happened to us in 2020. Um, and now, like yourself, I do a variety of networking. Um, very rarely do I do face-to-face. Um but I do a lot of online networking and internationally as well as nationally. So I've joined groups in the United States, in Canada, in South Africa, in the Middle East, in Australia, as well as, you know, throughout the UK. Yeah. And, and what, what has all this networking done for your business? It's, um, it's completely revolutionised there because um, it's not um, just about getting clients uh, directly. It, we've been much more successful in building our affiliate base. And an affiliate in, in our business, Liz, is just simply somebody who um, has a, a referral uh, program uh, agreed with us, uh, a, a referral awards program, sorry, um, you know, agreed uh, with us so that you know, whatever we make out of each and every transaction from a client they referred, they share in a profit. Mm. Um, and that has worked really, really well. Really, really well. Because it's given people, uh, again, access in this day and age to a, uh, you know, a passive income. Yes. Because um, when, when, we, uh, when somebody signs up an affiliate agreement with us, they introduce a client whether it's the first trade or the 101st trade, regardless of the amount or the denomination of the currencies, whatever we make on each and every transaction, we will share the profit with the introducer. Wow, that sounds really good. <laughs> and, and it's worked really, really well. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not surprised. <laughs> so <laughs> how do you see networking changing or developing over the next year or two as we kind of come out of the pandemic again? Um. I think you'll go hybrid. Uh, I think there is a, a call, particularly in bigger uh, conurbations, um, for a face-to-face. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so some of the networking uh, groups that I belong to, uh, because we do all our work through word of mouth and referrals, it's interesting for some, you know, a, a lot of my contacts tend to be in Yorkshire, of all places. Right. You know? <laughs> not, exact, not exactly next door to Cornwall. No. <laughs> But, uh, you know, somebody and then they introduce somebody and then they introduce somebody yeah. and that's how it seems to work, isn't it, um, on a referral basis. Um, and, and so um, they are uh, certainly the people that I know of in, like, in London, obviously in Manchester, Leeds, um, Durham, um, Birmingham tend to are, are beginning to, it's probably 90% online, but it's beginning to have more and more uh, a call for face-to-face mm-hmm. um, that's a lot more limited down in Cornwall I'm actually going to my first Cosmos face-to-face networking meeting at the end of the month right. because uh, the MD of one of the networks I belong to is actually uh, uh, a sort of near neighbour of mine 
and he's mm. been on at me uh, <laughs> to, to, to come face to face. And I've always said that I'm busy and I'm this and I'm that. But uh, I finally relented. So uh, at the end of the month, I'll be going to my first face to face. Now, I know you've tried out a, a lot of different online networks. What kind of format do you like? Do you like the speed networking? Do you like ones with breakout rooms? What, what is it that works best for you? All sorts, to be honest. Um, I I think, given the business model of Cosmos, I would tend, from a personal point of view, to prefer sort of quality rather than the volume end mm. of things where you get the time. But I think, uh, like everything in life, you know, you keep your mind open. You you've always got a chance of learning a few things. Um, I uh, pre Christmas, uh, I joined a big breakfast networking meeting. Um, there was something like 87 people there oh, wow. <laughs> in an hour and a half. You all ba- basically, it was 87, 45 second introductions, yeah. which is on the face of it, not my cup of tea at all. Mm-hmm. But they circulated a list. You, 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 know, you, you were connected on LinkedIn and you went from there, and, and that has actually proven to be the single most productive meeting I've ever been oh, in, really? in two years. Mm, interesting. So, you know, it's really, you know, it was quite fascinating for me. You know, I sort of looked at it uh, over a little bit more time over Christmas because it wouldn't have been my choice. It wouldn't have been my cup of tea, but actually, it was the most productive. Yeah. So, what do I know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. <laughs> You so, never know, absolutely. Do you have any, any top tips for people who are starting out that would help them on their networking journey? Um, I think, well, the biggest lesson I've learned, Liz, is it's been a tremendous uh, educational tool for me. Mm. Even more so than growing the database, building the affiliate base, getting clients. That's why I joined. That was my ulterior motive. But actually, I have learned so much because you are learning all the time. You're in contact all the time with people from all different kinds of backgrounds, all different kinds of industries. And I have learned so much. It's been a real blessing in disguise. It's been a real educational journey for me, uh, which I've really enjoyed. Um, And I think the top tip I would give, there is a real correlation to my mind, between the people who give the most, yeah. they end up getting the most out yeah. of it as well. You get people, uh, obviously I'm not going to mention any names, but you, we all know what you know. What I'm about to say. What I'm about to say is we all get those people in the meeting where it's all about me, it's all about mm-hmm. their business, it's all about what they want, 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 want. Yep. And chances are they might come along for another one and then you never see them again. Yeah. And then you get the givers who give and give and, and refer and, and put people in, in connect people and they think, oh, yes, I, I, I met somebody. Um, simple example, I had a follow-up from that breakfast, pre-Christmas breakfast meeting two days ago with a gentleman who uh, helps um, charities uh, and business get grants. Mm. Um, and 24 hours later, I uh, had another follow-up with a lady I also met at the same meeting who runs a charity. Right. <laughs> so, you know, it didn't take a huge amount of imagination to send, a, 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 with their permission, yeah. uh, send an email out saying, you know, A, please meet B, B, please meet A, you know, 
um, I'll let you two connect and, yeah. and uh, it'll talk away because I think it might be productive for you. Yeah. Um, and people have done that uh, and a lot more for me. But certainly the top tip is the more of a giver you are, the, the more that uh, karma ten, tends to play a, a, a role to my art. To my I, idea of looking at things. Yeah, I think that's an excellent tip. So finally, Tony, um, if people are interested in finding out more about Cosmos Currency Exchange, how can they find you? Okay, well, our website, www.cosmoscurrencyexchange.com and our main landline number, uh, 01202804733 or just email me, Tony Redondo all lowercase, Redondo is Romeo Echo Delta Oscar November Delta Oscar at cosmoscurrencyexchange.com. Lovely. Thank you very much and all the best for 2022. Thank you very much for having me on, Liz, and all the best to you as well. And uh, I wish you every success uh, this year and next. Thanks for listening to Small Business Big Network. If you found this podcast useful, please do rate, review and subscribe. And don't forget to share it with the rest of your network too.